Hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Catch Up, the podcast about contemporary hip hop that examines where hip hop has been, where it's going, and where it is. I'm Jordan Suami. And I'm James Rathbone. And this week, we're talking about two new albums from two major underground rappers. Yeah. Or once underground, now very overground. Yeah. Uh, They're kind of in the sweet spot. Both kind of equally on the rise in some sense in North America, but mm-hmm. both have like legendary status in their sort of... Their regions. In their region, in their niche. Yes, that's a good point. That's right. We're talking about Skepta and Denzel Curry. Two excellent albums mm-hmm. uh, that you know came out recently. And unfortunately, with the time constraints of our summer vacation as it is, we don't have time to give each of them their own episode but we talked about them, they easily could have their own episode it's true it's true because there's a lot there's a lot to talk about especially about the pa- the places that they're from but it's it's a time where efficiency matters you know time is money it's true all that kind of thing uh speaking of which we have we have two more episodes left before we take a break for the summer so we're just gonna take the rest of the summer off uh regroup mm-hmm. and then a little soul searching a little soul searching <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be back probably in the fall and like we mentioned before if something big happens in the summer as james mentioned once before like if, if we find out that drake has another hidden child yeah we'll probably come back and do an episode about that yeah exactly like there, there could be some emergency episodes it's possible it's possible but before we get into the episode i just want to talk about some quick housekeeping notes first of all shout out to all of our supporters on patreon thank you guys so much we really appreciate your support it's going a long way to uh, keeping this podcast going and growing, and just want you to know that we are we are working on some very big things. Mm-hmm. Like we are we are having some exciting conversations. We have big plans for the fall and when we get back from this break, uh, and I think that you're going to be very pleased with the directions that we we take this podcast in. Absolutely. Um, and you might have noticed we're already doing big things. Uh, we have sponsors on the podcast now. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are very recognizable names. So. Yeah. If you're listening and you would like to sponsor the podcast, or maybe you know somebody who think who, who could benefit from sponsoring the podcast, mm-hmm. please hit us up. You can hit us up on Instagram at Catch Up Podcast, uh, and yeah, we can take it to the email. We can figure it out. Yeah, we're we're you know we're open minded about business. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of products that we could potentially use or say we use. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, you know, let us know. Let us know. We're we're very open to that. Um, what should we mention? So this week we are at the rec room once again for our 2000s throwback party, still tipping. Mm-hmm. This is our third time doing it. Our second time was fucking fantastic. Yeah, there was a a, a crew of like dancers. Who oh my god! Up. Oh my god! And this was were, the best. They were doing like synchronized dancing spontaneously. They and they were all extremely young. They were like 19 to 23 at the most, probably. Yeah, and they were just some wholesome cute youths yeah who were just they weren't even drinking they were just like they were, they, dancing and enjoying high on the spirit coming. of dance <laughs> they were, it was so pleasant it was it was really nice the only thing that was unpleasant about it was how other non-coordinated people looked in comparison to that but don't think about that kind of thing yeah. i don't also i can't guarantee that they're going to be there again no i don't think they ever will yeah that was like a kind of mirage yeah <laughs> did like, it even happen yeah who knows? my instagram story says that it did yeah um the internet yes. never lies Come, come see us there. Uh, it's this Saturday night, June fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in a few weeks, on June twenty eighth, we are at Track and Field in Toronto uh, with a, a party called Two Thousand and Fifteen, a rap odyssey. We are playing music only from the year twenty fifteen, maybe a little bit from twenty fourteen. Uh, nothing from twenty sixteen, and nothing from twenty thirteen. We're going to keep it rigid to those two years, mm-hmm. but. 
Uh, it's in honor of track and field, which is closing down mm-hmm. uh, after four years. Opened in 2015, so we're just paying tribute by mm-hmm. going through one of our favorite rap years. Yeah. Um, 2015. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a great year. One of the all-timers. One of the all-timers. Um, and yes, so once again, I think we mentioned, follow us on Instagram, at Catch Up Podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. Follow mm-hmm. us on Spotify, even if you don't listen through Spotify. Like, all of your support really helps, and it helps spread the word about the podcast. Absolutely. All right, let's get into the episode. Okay, so the first album we're going to talk about today is from a rapper from Carroll City, Florida. We're talking about Denzel Curry. Um, So Denzel first came onto the scene as a member of the extremely influential South Florida underground group called Raider Clan, which is headed up by a guy by the name of Space Ghost Perp, who is largely responsible for a lot of the early aesthetic and sounds of what of the 2010s of rap stuff that like people like ASAP Rocky were mm-hmm. borrowing from liberally. And yeah, he sort of rediscovered the sound of like mid nineties, uh, Memphis, you know, three, six mafia, uh, kind of, is that the time of like when rap is really shifting into this, like kind of poly regional sound as we've kind of discussed a little bit before on the pod. Um, and he he made he made really interesting music. Space Ghost Perp. Yes, he did. He, I think he's a little bit of his own worst enemy. But uh, Raider Clan are the, the type of artists or the type of group who will deserve. They're going to have an amazing documentary someday about them. Yes, that's such a good point. It's such a good point. They're really interesting because you know, once upon a time, underground rap uh, really meant like rap that was like unsigned and. Uh, you know, sort of like specific sort of mode to it and all this kind of thing in the 90s, like there was, it was much more clear. Uh, you know, now kind of sometimes underground rap just means like an artist who hasn't become famous yet. But I feel like Raider Clan was like really one of the definitive underground rap groups of our time. Yes, it's true. They actually kind of had a DIY like uh, communal uh, like ethos similar to sort of classic underground rap and there's like so many of them yeah but denzel i feel like first really emerged on the scene with was it threats is it um well with, yeah with nostalgia 64 yes that's right and which is one of the more underrated records of the 2000s uh threats is definitely was the breakout song from that that record mm-hmm. uh it was sort of like it's actually a song i still listen to we should listen to threats yes let's listen to threats by denzel curry featuring young simmy and rob banks Nigga clan be the set. We don't take kindly the threats. Nigga, we don't take kindly the threats. The SS be the set. We don't take kindly the threats. We don't take kindly the threats. Nigga clan be the set. We don't take kindly the threats. Nigga, we don't take kindly the threats. Nigga, the SS be the set. We don't take kindly the threats. No, we don't take kindly the threats. Slide for the free, kill for the feet. Pull out the stick, then I pull out the ski. Put a motherfucking face on a white tee. That's what a nigga get being PIE. Sweet, nigga, you GIE. Sleep, motherfucker, that's six feet. Deep, no tender, no love, no care, but a nigga here. Still gon' creep TLC put it to your lease alone That's a nigga left eye Kill a nigga get ghost Death Patrick Swayze Come equipped with a vest I'ma put that shit To your motherfucking neck K's all in my trunk So you better get a chopper It's nothing but goon Action I ain't talking Walker flocker That two seven five goons About to do a fucking gang Bumpin' walker I think even with, with threats You can kind of hear 
Denzel, the style that he still has, although mm-hmm. he's like, he's definitely evolved in a lot of ways, but he's, you know, I was at uh, a Raptors NBA finals viewing recently with some friends and somebody there is a rapper described Denzel as like uh, a trap backpack rapper. Mm, interesting. Which I think is a really interesting description of yeah, like, of, of him. I feel like also in some ways he's like, Sometimes he feels like a bit like an American grime rapper in some ways, yeah. you know, it's like he's got a lot of syllables. He's got a really strong cadence that's like very consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a very technically gifted rapper, but he still is like, you know, awash in the kind of like trap aesthetic in a lot of ways. Yeah. The production and like, you know, he kind of uh, it's sort of interesting because he he kind of goes between a lot of the styles that we have in rap music now, but it doesn't, doesn't really, um, feel like he's borrowing or, 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 you know, these aren't natural, uh, modes for him to slip into kind of, he's like, he's, he's what's sort of interesting about him is he can be like maybe that one of those high energy rappers around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet he still has the kind of a little bit more introspection to his music sometimes. Some uh-huh. of it's just pure raging. You know, and it, and I feel like I mean we don't we're not going to really talk about every one of his albums, but he did have, um, he had a really big breakout moment earlier this year mm-hmm. on this kind of like viral video where he covered the Rage Against the Machine song "Killing in the Name of Killing in the Name of," and he fucking bodies it. Yeah, it's really if you haven't seen it, search Denzel Curry uh, "Rage Against the Machine" because this is like an absolute must watch. Yeah, it is. One of the greatest covers of all time. I'm just going to say that. Wow. I, I listen to a lot of covers. I like covers a lot. Interesting. It's a great... I'm learning a bit about you right now. Yeah. Look, it's interesting part of music. Covers. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Know? Like how... People's interpretation. Well, it's like... They... I think it's it's something that's like distinct to music. Like mm. you can't like rewrite someone else's novel really. You can, but it, does, it turns it's, out to be something very different. Yeah. yeah. And it's just yeah. like not really done. You remake a movie. It's like, ugh, who mm. wants that? Mm. You know, sometimes it works Scarface. out. Scarface, the thing. There's a few. The Departed, arguably. But but cover, it's like, yeah, sure. It, there's adaptations. That stuff it <laughs> can work. But my point is, <laughs> when you hear someone covers a song, unless you don't like that artist, you're not immediately skeptical. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's something about like musical traditions that it's like, you put music in the air and, and you can do your interpretation of it. And that's interesting. That's a good point. Um. So yeah, once it just, listen, just run, run and listen to it. Yeah, uh, it's, and watch it. It's just I, like I don't even want to play it on here because you need to listen to the whole thing, and you need to watch it. You need to I watch feel like it. You exactly. Need to, you need to see because I think this is like another thing that's like really unique about Denzel. And I didn't go to his show that was most recently in Toronto, but just based on like the reviews from people in the Boosie Fade group who did go, it's that he is like. He's like, what you see in the videos and what you see in this like Raging Against the Machine performance, that's what he's doing at concerts. Mm-hmm. And his his verses are really complex and they're very they're they're difficult things to rap. Mm-hmm. And he's rapping that kind of shit live with that same energy. So Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. He's kind of a yeah, he's he he's sort of an underground legend. But th- there's already, yes. Already. And but there's a question of whether he's gonna become like an above ground legend right now. I think he, it's the question it's gonna be answered this year, whether it happens or not, in my opinion. Well, I mean, this this album they just put out, Zoo, which is basically a tribute to all of like Miami culture um and Carol City where he grew up and just mm-hmm. the music that was really influential to him growing up. Um is 
it's it's really amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot here that I think people can latch onto. Not to mention he's on tour right now. I mean, this summer opening for Billie Eilish. The teens are gonna, you know, that'll probably get him like 15 million fans at least. Like <laughs> one she's would so hope. Popular. Yeah, she is really popular. I, it's, I don't really get it, but I love that she dresses like big pun. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I said I love like, you know, yeah. is a figure of speech. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, like it's, you, it's strange. Yeah. I don't know about all that. It, you know, but if you like her, probably something about it seems culturally insensitive. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. You can't really explain what exactly. You're yeah. just like, why are you dressed like that? It's like It's like cuz it's not like like usually when you someone dresses like retro, you you're like oh but they took the best parts it's like she took the worst parts yeah you know and uh-huh. and, and and it's kind of like uh okay it's billy it's, billy eilish hive is gonna come for you i know the eilish eilish hive i don't know that they uh they're like the type of people that listen to podcasts Do they like the teenagers some of them to listen podcasts? to this podcast man the, well i fans, apologize like, yeah i apologize to all of you yeah for saying that i don't Shout out to Jeff H. If you're listening, yeah, I see you, baby. That's <laughs> <laughs> Billy Billy Hive. Yeah. Anyway, Denzel. But I I also think that his his style is so. I I feel like Denzel is as much as he's like a really, in in a lot of ways, it's like you look at an artist like that and you're like, how could you dislike this? Mm-hmm. But I feel like some of like his complexity is almost like confrontational in a way that mm-hmm. like it's like it's it's a challenge so I, I i'm sure that he'll come away from this tour with a lot of fans but i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people that are like what the fuck is going on yeah exactly <laughs> you know? i mean she has like a very interesting kind of fan base because it's, it's a lot, like, obviously a lot of like critically adoring kind of people who like it sort of crossover fans but mm-hmm. her base is obviously kind of teenagers yeah it's true like like her herself yeah, exactly um anyway and she makes like Denzel. sad girl rap and he makes like angry guy rap yeah does she rap I mean, I don't know. It's like, it's like the same. I'm going to say that again. She makes sad, sad girl singing and he makes angry guy rap. And like, do those things go together? Maybe. Hmm. I mean, honestly, whoever programmed it, you know, or put them together on the same lineup, they knew what they were doing. I'm sure. There's nothing about her that isn't like key, like perfectly curated. Uh Uh-huh. And I mean, this album is perfectly curated, even right down to the cover, which features... It looks very retro. It looks straight out of the '90s. Denzel, mm-hmm. you know, standing right in front of this car. Even the logo in the in the top left corner, yeah, just like it's just like it's like a '90s, yeah, exactly. font and aesthetic. It Shout looks out. like it's coming out uh, coming out on rap a lot. <laughs> it you know? does, it does, and like the rollout of this album has been really amazing because the very first single from this album is a song called "Ricky," mm-hmm. and it is uh, about his older brother, mm-hmm. and. The song and video are just really outstanding. Yeah. And it's like it's like this is what this is what Denzel does really well and what sets him apart from other rappers who rap on similar production than him or even are from, you know, similar places, is that he's able to put so much of his biography and like vivid snatches of his like life into these into lines and verses that in a way that just makes it you really it just hits you right in the gut. And in, in addition to the fact that it's so it just sounds so aggressive and enticing mm-hmm. and like all these other things yeah yeah for sure so let's listen to a little bit of ricky by denzel curry from zoo my daddy said trust no man but your brothers and never leave your day ones in the gutter my daddy said treat young girls like your mother my mama said trust no hope use a rubber i'ma act one two stop 
out the track, bring it back. What it do? See, Ricky said, never let nobody get the one up on you. If they run up on you, hit them with a one-two or a bitch slap. Leave the cold to sack, your brothers gon' have your back regardless. And stick with your day one homies, that was here before you started. And fear no man but the man above your head. Pray before you go to bed, every day my mama said. First day knocking, now they hopping. All on the way, cause they see me popping. Big, big, large pockets, they start flocking. I mean, I've kind of said this already, but the fact that he is just the type of rapper who can have like Rick Ross and Take Heath on his album and sort of be like rapping with actual bars and kind of have telling like a more personal, like every man kind of story a little bit mm-hmm. is it's just like distinct to me. I, I don't know how to how to describe it, but it's like there are very few people who can kind of cross those types of lines and it, and it's a thing that people i think used to be a little bit better at people really pigeonhole are very good at identifying the things that they do and they do it over and over again these mm-hmm, days mm-hmm. and he's much more willing to sort of experiment it's true i think like even you know thinking of like stuff from like his previous work well first of all i think we got to talk about the the clout goggles thing mm-hmm. um, <laughs> denzel is also a part of this really great meme from from last year where it's just a video of him wearing these kind of like white sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Can I even describe this or do they have to just go, just search Denzel Curry clout goggles. <laughs> it's like a 10 second clip on YouTube Yeah, and you'll, your life will be better for it. Yeah. Anything else on this album that you really liked? I mean, honestly, uh, I like the feature of ice billion Berg on, uh, Carol Mart. Mm-hmm. Um, it just like feels like kind of classic Miami stuff. Earlier this year, Jordan and I did a um, sort of guest radio appearance on mm-hmm. a local internet radio station called I Stole the Soul, where we did like a sort of tribute to Miami. Mm-hmm. And it was so, like, that's the kind of thing I very much enjoy doing. And like Miami is maybe one of the most underrated, like especially past Miami, underrated regions in rap mm-hmm. history, you know? So anything that sort of gives me that feeling... I'm all for. So let's listen to uh, Carol Mart by Denzel Curry and Ice Billion Bird. Ultimately, like what's it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next little bit for Denzel, especially after this summer and this tour, because this album is just so tightly constructed and tightly put together and well produced and honestly like pretty accessible, I would say, to even just more mainstream hip hop fans who maybe don't know a lot of his stuff. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's gonna have legs just based on the quality. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see where he is in September, October, November, and leading into like next year, because this is like this really could be something that launches him out into like, you know, wider renown. Or it could just this could be something that just cements him as like this like kind of like underground figure. Underground like legend really. Yeah, I'm very curious about it. Cause he had the song last year, Clout Cobain. Clout Cobain, that's right. It's a great song. You know, it's it's kind of a more interesting version of like the sort of smoke perp 
like latter day SoundCloud trap stuff that was happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's because it's Denzel Curry. It's a little bit more interesting than the average song of that. And that song was was kind of a hit. Mm -hmm. It was. It was. Yes, absolutely. So can he kind of cross over? It's an interesting question. Uh, And yeah, we'll see. What's what's your prediction though? I don't want to be negative. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, I don't know that it, the Billie Eilish thing is really big to me. Like that mm-hmm. says that people have serious faith in him to cross over. Uh-huh. Cause that's like a, like one of the hottest spots you could, you could it's put true. someone in. It's true. You know, you got to have a lot of faith and that means investment internally. On the other hand, it's like his rap style is pretty abrasive and it's not specifically for sort of teenagers. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that limits him or not. Interesting. Yeah. You know, because like Takashi or like Trippy Red or I don't know, the more aggressive like kind of like screamy rappers, mm-hmm. which he kind of does. He has a kind of like yelling style. They've been like the popular ones have been so like teen oriented. True. And I'm just not sure that he has that same kind of appeal to those types of people. Hmm. We'll see what the teens think after the summer. Exactly. It's an interesting question. We'll yeah. see. Okay. Let's move on. We'll be right back to the episode in a moment, but I just wanted to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, and that's Native Instruments. So almost two decades ago, Native Instruments created the first DJ software to truly conquer the club. Since then, it's filled dance floors and sound systems across the world, as well as house parties, bars, beaches, and everything in between. Now with Traktor Pro 3, they've built on that pass to bring new tools for sonic sculpting, utilizing the best sound quality ever and the clearest interface to date. So you can play whatever you want, however you want, wherever you want. We've teamed up with Native Instruments to offer our listeners 25% off Tractor Pro 3. Go to native-instruments.com and enter the code CATCHUP at checkout, and you'll get the discount added to your purchase. Okay, uh, this next album we're talking about is by the UK-based rapper Skepta. So Skepta is, like, I was trying to think of what who Skepta is to like American rap, what like Skepta is to like UK grime, UK rap. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the only comparison I can really think of is Jay-Z. Like hmm. he is that big and sort of towers over that world, but he's quite different really in who he is in terms of how he hand- like handles himself. For one, I think he's actually much cooler and smoother than like Jay-Z ever was. Like Jay-Z was like the king in the similar way that like LeBron is king, but LeBron is not like cool. You know what I mean? I mean, he's sort of cool. He's like cooler than I am, mm-hmm. but compared to other NBA players, like LeBron swag, I'm similar with Jay Z. Like Jay Z was not like the cool, ever the coolest rapper, maybe in, like 1996 or something. Hawaiian like shirts were in in the, in the <laughs> early, mid to early 90s. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I don't Enough know. Said. I, you know, like to me, like Jay Z is like sort of like the, like I never think of him as being so sort of like smooth in the way that Skeptis really. There's like a smoothness mm-hmm. to him. You know what I mean? Yep, yep absolutely. Reason, so, reasonable doubt ish. 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 You know, that was the one. If he's wearing the suits and a you know fedora, yeah, with some felt on it. But like Skepta is the most stylish person in the world. It's true. Maybe tracksuit mafia, the best dressed men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and it's not even a boast; it's just a fact. Yeah, 
Let's you know? see, they were they were best dressed on the GQ in the British GQ, I think, in 2016. He wears like like wild clothes and makes it look like incredibly normal. Mm-hmm. I think it's also because his body is just like he has the body. He's like kind of a god. Yeah, body. Type he's got an Adonis body. Yeah. he's like tall and like very handsome, very man. fit. Yeah, he's got cool looking tattoos, including one on his throat in block lettering. Yeah. I mean, you got to be It's kind of cool. crazy to have a block litter tattoo on your throat. And not only that, you got to be really cool to pull it off and not look crazy. It's true. It's true. And he does that. Yeah. He, like Skepta, I mean, to, just to give a little background on who Skepta is, mm-hmm. um, kind of in the mid 2000s, uh, you know, Grime really, Grime started in the 90s. Uh, in the, by sort of early mid 2000s, it had crossed. Um, to North America when with artists sort of like the streets, Dizzy Rascal, Wiley to a certain degree, mm-hmm. um, you know, but at this, it kind of fizzled out those types of artists sort of fizzled out a little bit uh, around that, that time. I mean, still they're all legends in, in the UK, but as far as like a North American interest went, but Skepta actually w- w- with Wiley, were like kind of the two artists that really still would kind of get American press from from that period. Mm. Because Skepta is, he was, the thing about rap in the UK is it just isn't as big a thing in their culture as rap is in North America. Hmm. It is, it's much more of a subgenre. It's much more of a niche. So even someone like Skepta, who is, as I say, kind of the closest thing I can compare it to is the, of the Jay-Z of Grime. Part of grime is that it is a live, it's like done live. Mm. Like it's not as much like an album driven, singles driven, um, like form. Like it's about like doing, being rapping in the club over beats, kind of like freestyling. But it's not like freestyling here where someone will be like, rap about clouds. And then, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a, a little bit more rhythmic, a little bit cooler, mm-hmm. frankly. Um and so, you know, Skepta, along with Wiley, uh, kind of became the, uh, in the post-Dizzy Rascal, post-Streets era, sort of the the, the biggest people in grime. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, because we can't really go through all of like, Skepta's history, but fast forward to sort of about 2015, 16, when uh, Drake and Kanye both bring out Skepta, endorse Skepta. Skepta is all of a sudden becomes like very relevant mm-hmm. kanye of, with the all-day performance at the brit awards one of the all, best ever live performances of rap music in my opinion wow especially like you know to do that in like an award show kind of context is even yeah. makes it even more exactly then, the, there's the, that great sample which like a woman called the bbc yeah talking she was like clutching her pearls about a bunch of young men dressed in black who are blacks she didn't say that part yeah. it was like the subtext <laughs> you know yeah. Who are blacks <laughs> standing <laughs> on stage and there was fire. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which yeah. I think Skepta sampled before shutdown. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Or in during, during shutdown because beginning is Drake. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's right. That's um, right. So, like, kind of that summer, it was like Skepta, all of the people who are like big UK heads in Toronto, like, kind of came out of the woodwork. And like, Skepta was like an instant celebrity just, just in some respects, mm-hmm. especially in Toronto, which has. Uh, sort of more of a connection with UK music yeah, than most of the other places. Definitely, and, I think there's there's also like a mutual like West Indian like you exactly. know Caribbean influence, yeah, Jamaican exactly. yeah. culture. Absolutely. 
Um, you know, we share slang with them. It was sort of like once Drake started being more of himself and less of like Aubrey, the like sort of Degrassi star and yeah. more of like Drake, Trap Drake, you know, Western Road Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, it's around the same time that this is all happening. And uh, there was a couple songs that that came out that were just absolutely huge. One of them being the, the one that samples shut down. Mm-hmm. That uh, samples like a snap or Instagram story of Drake where he was in uh, a hotel in, in yes, Las Vegas. That's right. A man's never been in marquee when it's shut down, eh? Yeah. Trust me, daddy. Yeah. Trust me, daddy. That's how you say it. <laughs> Trust me, father. Trust, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we should listen to a little bit of Let's Shut Down. Listen to Shut Down by Skeptic. When it's shut down, that's not me and it's shut down. Ring, ring, pussy, it's shut down. Fashion week and it's shut down. Went to the show sitting in the front row in a black tracksuit and it's shut down. Touch the road and it's shut down. Boy, better know when it's shut down. Yeah, take time if a man want to try me. No time. You saying but when I run up on stage, I pick up the mic and it's reload time. Don't know your songs, but they know mine. That's why I got gigs just like Joe Grind. After the show, I'll be rolling mine. Don't care about the no smoking sign. They tried to steal my vision. This ain't a culture, it's my religion. God knows I don't want to go. The other record it actually kind of came out before this, but uh, before Shutdown. It's probably my favorite Skepta song. Um, well, that's not that's not me. With his brother, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a great a song. Great Twitter follow as well. Yeah. Jamie Hilarious. Yes. Hilarious, very hilarious man. Um, I mean, one of the things about Skepta is that he's a producer and a rapper. Mm-hmm. It's just like he's incredibly talented. Um, kind of riding that the, that wave of success, especially in North America, he put out Kanichiwa, which yes. is an excellent record yeah you know this is a pretty divisive album actually is it really i think there are people that are that were kind of disappointed with this album Hmm. yeah just based on seeing reading some stuff that critics are saying some online chatter right this album for some people was a bit of a letdown but i think it it, it was like really well acclaimed and it won some i think it won it won the mercury prize it won it won the mercury prize but i think i've seen people attribute that more to being like you know his time like leo winning the oscar for the revenant right. you know it's like you know they wanted like they they could have given it to you it's like it's more like a lifetime achievement award right, than right. like this album is particularly that special yeah but i really enjoyed kenichiwa but this was like an album there he kind of like he did dip his toe a little bit into like his uh like skepta is one of the most well-connected rappers in the game mm-hmm. especially uh uk wise like you know, he's like crewed up with Drake. He's crewed up with ASAP Rocky, mm-hmm. and you know, neither of them are on this album. Yeah. You know, are on are on Ignorance Is Bliss, and you know that he could he could have like made that call, mm-hmm. but he clearly did not want to do that. It's um, sort of interesting, but it's it, an interesting choice. It speaks to I think who he is in the UK and how he kind of wants to present himself. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't think he wants to be like people that think he's chasing anybody yeah he's like here's his like breakout american moment but konnichiwa had a bunch of great songs on it mm-hmm. you know like first of all the song man is fucking insane mm-hmm. and it's like it's kind of a it's kind of a shame because i feel like this is like I, I i've never really talked to anyone about this song and i feel like it's kind of like a forgotten a forgotten banger mm. let's let's listen to a uh, man from konnichiwa by skeps i don't know why man's calling me family all of a sudden like hmm my mom don't know your mom. Stop telling man you're my cousin. I got day ones and I got new ones. No fake ones. Trust no one. It's boy better know till I die. Trying to run up in the bank like Bonnie and Clyde. Cause man get money with the gang. Man get girls with the gang. Man 
a fan She done with a little boy now she wants to be with a man Told my accountant do me a transfer cause I wanna buy some land You and I have got different plans Real madman I might go say ands No triple A pass, no wristbands You are not man them, you are not gang There's your perennial DJing favorite, Ladies Hit Squad. Yeah, Ladies Hit Squad. Everyone loves that song. Yeah, but it's like, like I, you're also one of the only people I know that plays it. <laughs> but it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. I think it's just that people for there's certain songs that people don't really think about, like in explicit explicit way, but yeah. they actually love. But that's that's the ideal of DJing. Yeah, is to find those songs. <laughs> that's right. It's just like. Uh, uh, like you it's something it's a song that you've played fairly consistently since it came out and i always i'm always glad that you do you uh-huh. it's, I mean? a, it's a good tone changer too yeah it's you know? true it's getting a little too aggro a little too a little too trap heavy you yeah know? exactly bust out a little ladies hit squad <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and then i mean during this time like drake was really kind of romancing skepta they're romancing each other. They both have tattoos, tattoos of each other's labels, crews, logo yeah. on their bodies. Yeah. Which I think is very intimate. There was rumors that they were, Drake covered up his BB. Oh. No, BBK tattoo. This is like that, uh, Skepta's no longer my best friend meme. Exactly. Now my yeah, best yeah. friend is. Giggs? Giggs? Yeah, that's true. It is Giggs. Yeah. Because Giggs is the person he, come, he brings out. He doesn't, he unfollows Skepta on Instagram. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I'm heartbroken. Yeah. I mean, part of this is What that, happened? honestly who knows i mean drake is a very hot and cold person Mm -hmm. i have to imagine that he was jealous of the naomi campbell thing maybe maybe it's hard to say it's hard to say like the one thing i'd say is that skip definitely has a lot of pride Uh and i I, if drake insulted him in some way like skeptic is not gonna i don't think he's the type of person to maneuver it he's he's known for holding a grudge yeah skepta Regardless, he was he appears on uh, Drake's More Life album. Has even given his own song, it's a Skepta interlude. Mm-hmm. You know, which puts him in pretty good company as far as like interludes on uh, Drake albums. You know, with like uh, Sampha, Kendrick Lamar. It shows how much Drake cares about you. And like, yeah, where he just like gives you. He's like, the entire world is listening right now. I'm gonna let you go ahead and do your thing for a few minutes, where I'm not even really involved. Mm-hmm. The one thing about Grime not being a totally like album uh, kind of forward art form, like much more being about singles and live performance, is that I do think that the one of maybe the problems that people had with Kanichiwa was it was it was kind of slow to come off his momentum. It's true. It it took a while to come out. It did take a long time. And then it's another been another three years since his. It's been three years since his his since that record. Yeah. It's it's. At least for sort of modern North American standards, that is like way too long. It's a lifetime. Yeah, especially when you are someone who had was had as much momentum as him has been like making songs with people like Playboy Cardi, like ASAP Rocky, Rocky. and they're consistently great. Yeah, you know, I feel like Skepta. um, I feel like he is someone who's very similar to Rocky in the sense that he was enjoying the spoils of being a very famous person. Mm-hmm. He's doing a lot of fashion stuff. He was mm-hmm. doing, he was just doing, he was enjoying the spoils of being Skepta, which didn't always include a lot of rapping. Yeah. And I think that that's what, that's what happened here. You know, like mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. And I think, I mean, I, I like this album a little bit more than you do. Uh, but that said, there's no, there's no clear cut single crossover singles, like anything like, 
a crossover single to me on it. Yeah, well, it's, I think it seemed it seemed pretty clear that he wasn't going for that. Yes. You know, like, no, for sure. Whereas on Konnichiwa, there's several attempts at it. I think yes. that you could say even like Numbers, a song with Pharrell, seemed yeah, like yeah. a little... Ladies Hit Squad is obviously like a yeah. uh, crossover-leaning song. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, on this album, I really liked... I really liked quite a few songs on this album. I thought that, you know, Animal Instinct is really great. Uh, his verse on Red Rum is pretty is ver- some of the it's pretty insane i think red rum is my favorite song on the album yeah he really i mean this is the thing about skepta that i think is like always gonna make make me like him is that it almost doesn't really matter what he says mm-hmm. just because the, the the tone and cadence of his voice and the way that he like emphasizes certain words just sounds incredible yeah he could be saying like almost anything and i'm, I'm like on board for it you know i think the reason i like this record so much is that it's just the type of music i can just put on and it's like, I don't know, I, I found it really easy to kind of listen to and like almost like a, it's like music I could almost work to in, a, in a way. And like maybe like the lack of like the like the like serious like banger mm-hmm. from it meant that it just it was like it's very pleasant for me to listen to. But I also did find myself like kind of wanting to to finish the tracks and like like rather than pause it and do something else, I kind of found myself like listening to it over and over again which hmm. is it's kind of surprising for me because i get tired of stuff really fast let's listen to uh, a bit of red rum from ignorance is bliss by skepta if i pull up on the strip it's murder pull up in the whip it's murder pull up on your chick it's murder pull up with a stick it's murder don't give me that burner i'll slap it like what slap it like who slap it like what slap it like who slap it like i turn up pull up on the strip it's murder pull up in the whip it's murder Pull up on your chick, it's murder. Pull up with a stick, it's murder. Don't give me that burner. I'll slap it like what? Slap it like who? Slap it like what? Slap it like who? Slap it like I turn up. Touchdown in the city now, she don't wanna go work, she's tryna call in six. Everybody wanna cash when they see me on stage, MCs wanna call it quits. We ain't watching no screw face, them man a two face, definitely ain't with the shits. And my SK's fresher than two face, Lord of the mics and Lord of the kicks. I did nine weeks on the billboard, now they wanna show interest. This year, man, I tryna cash more checks. Can't have beef on the iPhone X, can't waste time for my time. Another thing, I mean, another thing I really liked about this album is just like, just you know, talking about a bit about like the the level of introspection that Skepta does on this album, I think he also does a really good job of kind of like facing his own faults in a few moments. You know, like in talking about times that he made mistakes or kind of like you know was unrealistic about whatever certain relationships or you know just wasn't behaving correctly in one. And like on the song "Same Old Story," where he talks, it's basically like a love found love lost song mm-hmm. he, i think it's like a really good distillation of like kind of like the feelings one goes through during a breakup or and before a breakup and like you're doing the reflection you're looking back and you're thinking of all these different moments of like ah you know i, I didn't realize that this was the beginning of the end or stuff like you know st- mm-hmm. stuff like that and uh i don't know I, I feel like with a lot of you know in 2019 with like a mainstream-ish hip-hop you don't really get a lot of that kind of like deep thinking about no. relationships like if you want those kind of feelings you got to turn your ass to a casey musgraves album like, <laughs> like i did earlier this year repeatedly and continue to do um but i don't know it's i i've i've always really loved when rappers talk about like relationships in a way that seems really personal and personal real. and real and like where they can admit their own faults and like mm-hmm. and it's not like the fake it's not like the fake oh i did God. some wrong things but like come on girl you know what yeah, i mean yeah, it's yeah. like i fucked up yeah 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's, like it's done. Yeah, it's done. It's done. Now. It's, it's I fucked up and it's over, and now yeah. I got to move on. And yeah, like, exactly. damn, what a bummer. You yeah. know? No, it's it's. I don't know. It's a really interesting ra- like album to me because it's like Skepta, who I think is like one of the coolest pr- people alive right now, like showing a more intimate side to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, vulnerable for Skepta is still pretty bulletproof. You know? Yeah, I mean, last album he was talking about keeping a razor blade in his teeth. You yeah, know? exactly. He's a he's an ice cold, like cool ass dude. Mm-hmm. But it's like I, there's there's a refreshing honesty about Skepta, and, and in generally, it's kind of like a good thing about UK rap that it isn't really outsized. Like, you, no one in UK rap is ever going to rap about like choppers and keys, and you know, being like the like the um this huge crazy gangster or something like that there's like a like a humbleness to the hmm. music that even someone like skepta will make a like a relationship album because uh-huh. he's not f- afraid of tarnishing his image because like they kind of keep it a little more real than most like the kind of american rappers do these days hmm. you know interesting yeah let's listen to a bit of same old story by skepta I had the perfect picture It was all laid out for me But I feel like I'm in love with the pain fam Cause it's the same old story Same old questions What's your body count? Who are you linking before me? And I hope she don't ask me back Cause my life like an episode of Maury I run out of excuses The truth is I'm so cold, I'm so frozen Too many times my heart has been broken And I can't even do the fake love There ain't no pretending Thought that I found my partner in crime My co-defendant I also did enjoy I mean, I, we were gonna like end it there But I just, I really did enjoy the the posse the boy better no posse cut on this this is called gangsta mm. and um th- there's a lot of great verses on it but i like it's, there's also a thing that i like when when you know when rappers are kind of like with their crew and like mm-hmm. everyone's if, if it's like a song like this where it's like a posse cut mm-hmm. and they kind of match the energy of the posse cut and it makes them sound different than they sound in other songs on the album mm-hmm. and i think skepta does that here yeah um so let's let's listen to a bit of, of, of skepta's verse from gangsta more posse cuts in 2019 please yeah, we did young and stupid. Now I do grown and sexy. I don't know who you're trying to impress, G. Man, can see that your man bag's empty. No need to pretend. I don't want to hear you talk greasy again. Never shot food, never shot no skeng. Talk about gangster, I was like, when? Brother, you love, lie. Trying to be gangster, you ain't never been on one ride. Tough guy, trying to be gangster. Your cartel are not up to the time. You man are washed up, say you got big peace, say you got cats on the line. You just lying to yourself, fam. You better pattern up, better get back on the grind. I mean, ultimately, I think it's like a, it's a, it's a very good album. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go as far as to say excellent. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's just me. Um, just those, those, those beats, just a few production, production miscues for my, I have for to my go team. back and listen to it. Cause I didn't personally experience that, but maybe I have different expectations. Maybe you have a uh, hard eyes for Skepter, for Skepta and you can't, maybe <laughs> I just sounded like a uh, Tyler Perry's Tyler Perry's Medea Skepter. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes. So I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a good album. I think it's like a perfect, like kind of like, just like a, like a strong jab of an album. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I've, I don't know. There's something very cool to me about it. Like, it just like, it makes me feel cool listening to it. I mean, that's, I think that's a superpower of Skepta is that like you start listening to Skepta and you start thinking you're Skepta. Yeah. You put your chin <laughs> up a little higher. Yeah. You, know, you, you are a little bit better at picking out your clothes in the morning. I don't know that feeling to me it's, it, that really appeals to me because it's it's something that i think i used to, i used to find in rappers more 
Uh huh. As like opposed rappers to being more... concerned about their uh, opioid yeah. <laughs> opioid consumption. Yeah, it's kind of funny because rappers are more fashionable now than they used to be. Yeah, but like. They're not as, I don't find them as cool in this kind of way, this like smooth cool that, that Skepta is. I mean, I think it's because a lot of rappers try too hard and Skepta seems like he doesn't try that hard. That is exactly it. And that's week, this week's episode of Catch Up. Thank you very much for listening. Once again, we are at the Rec Room this Saturday night. It's uh, our party still tippins, 2000s jams. And yes, Check out our Patreons, patreon.com slash catchuppodcast. If, if you can't afford to contribute, any bit helps a lot. Uh, and rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Spotify, whether you listen to it to us on that platform or not. And uh, hit us up on Instagram. It's at catchuppodcast. Slide into our DMs. We want to hear from you, especially if you're from, if you're from uh, not North America. And if, you, uh, if you're from America... Hit That's us up too. too. Canadians, yeah. we're, we're welcome to you. We're more familiar with you. Yeah. Um, we still want to hear from you. Yeah. So let us know, you know, and uh, hopefully we'll see you soon. Yes, we will. Bye.